Well, first off, I'm going to welcome everybody to uh, this new program here on uh, Mojave 4 Productions' YouTube page. This is the Wrestling Showgram. Uh, hopefully, this is in a video format. We're trying some video stuff here, and if it doesn't work, it might be audio only. We'll see as it plays out. But uh, you have myself, uh, Drew Hunt, here as, you know, I go by at Film Tattoo for, on Twitter and uh, Instagram if you want to get a hold of me there. And... Uh, Guy over there, that's uh, Mr. Durden. He is, uh, you know, been my best friend for 20 plus years now. And uh, we were in the wrestling business together for you know, five or six years or so. He's still in the wrestling business doing his thing over you there. You only did five or six years? I know, right? It seems like it was longer, but really it was only. I, I would have said 10. Years. I thought no, it was 10. No, sir. Only about five or really? six. Really? Yeah. We have to talk about that. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's true. It was I was only uh, actively wrestling for about five. I think from two thousand two until two thousand uh, six or so. I want to say somewhere around there. Something really? Like that. Yeah, it was not. It was not as long. It definitely feels longer. Uh, uh, I, I would have said a decade. I would have said a decade easy. Um, now remember, we used to do backyard stuff too, and I did yeah. that for a long time as well. So it really does feel like it's just been forever. Uh, but but I've been a fan of the wrestling business for even longer than that you know uh I, um as you have too lifelong fan uh, and you've really you know almost dedicated yourself to becoming kind of a historian and and taking in as much information as you well, can and be a student of the game as it were yeah i mean i didn't start out that way i was just a fan that liked history like i like history in general and then a fan of wrestling i started looking up the history of wrestling and reading stuff about history of wrestling and, you know, then I got into the business and I figured that helps knowing the history of wrestling helps in the business. I, and I would and agree with that. I think it does. I mean, especially I, I'm a manager. I, I'm a professional wrestling manager. When I cut promos, knowing the history stuff helps a great deal. You have no idea how much that helps. Yeah, absolutely. So, and um, I, it's, it was a, a long time love and passion of mine. Um, I'm still a fan of it to, to this day, not as much as I used to be. Um, I don't, I definitely don't seek it out to watch the current stuff, be it WWE, AEW, even new Japan or impact, anything like that. Um, I would definitely say right out of the gate that I am a longtime WWE WWF fan. That was the first wrestling I really saw. Um, and, which is ironic growing up in Georgia and not knowing about WCW, or Jim Crockett or anything like that uh, before I actually watched uh, anything. So that's kind of where my love of it started was around 1990, probably 1991, I think. I think SummerSlam 91 was the first pay-per-view I ever saw uh, live, especially live. All right, what and, made you want to watch that pay-per-view? Was it a specific match or? Uh, no, just no, we were so at that point i was watching uh probably it was it was probably primetime wrestling at the time primetime wrestling or uh wcw saturday night um shows like that you know in any of the syndicated stuff that you could catch all american wrestling challenge or superstars anything like that which was you know predominantly wwf stuff like that's what to me felt like dominated the whole market um so those are the guys i saw and uh, a friend of ours, mutual friend of ours, Jesse uh, Bushcar, he got 
the uh, SummerSlam 1991 pay per view, and that's the one I went and watched. I, I, oh, I got went you. watched over at his house. It was on a Monday night, which was really random. Um, oh yeah, it is random. It was, it was on a Monday night, um, and I don't know if that's just because the garden was maybe booked already or something. I have no idea, but we watched it. And I remember even watching that then in 1991 that I I was a fan of Bret Hart. I was a fan of Mr. Perfect. Um, they were fighting each other or, you know, wrestling each other. Kids terms are fighting each other. Um, and I wanted to see that match because I really liked both guys. I really wanted to see where that would come out. Um, and it's it's kind of cool to know that like that match stands the test of time now and is and is one of those benchmark matches for people to watch um i and then of course there was like you know the big boss man was from georgia so we were all big marks for the big boss man and he had the match with the mountie you know uh where the loser went to jail uh overall it's actually a really decent pay-per-view it's it's a good card even now looking back on it it's a it's a good card there's some there's some oh my god matches on there you know right you still got your greg valentine versus irs and uh and even the main event is kind of whoa you know with uh the warrior and hogan versus slaughter adnan and mustafa um it's it's actually pretty weak <laughs> But, you know, overall, it's a really good pay-per-view. And it kind of just really hooked me from there. And then that was kind of it. And after that, I was off to the races trying to watch as many pay-per-views as possible. So, like I said, lifelong fan. Um, and we we previously had a podcast like this. Yeah. Uh, the Wrestling Showgram, where we talked exclusively about wrestling. And it really more or less dominated what was currently going on. Um, and we would occasionally get into retro stuff. I feel like I have more fun talking about the retro stuff. Shocker there, right? Right. More fun talking about the retro stuff than I do about anything that's currently going on. Yeah. And, and I'm really not trying to condemn what's currently going on by that. I just, there is the, the coat of nostalgia over the wrestling that we grew up watching. So I feel like, like that's something more or less I'd like to talk about. Um, and I feel like there's a lot more people like us that grew up in that era that really loved that when, when wrestling was really becoming mainstream and mass media and stuff, you know, courtesy events. And, you know, it, it, its popularity exploded. So, you know, essentially from like the 70s, 80s into, you know, obviously the 90s, the Attitude Era. And maybe a little bit of the, the 2000s there, because I don't think the 2000s is something that you can just throw out. I think the post WCW days um, are interesting times in the wrestling world Yeah, uh, about what went on along there. So I felt like we would do a show talking about that. Now, wait, question. If we talk about like our stuff, we gonna put B-roll of our stuff like me and you, uh, you know, if I can get it, if I can get I it, got it advertised and get it up here, then yeah, maybe. Yeah. I got yeah. that. Wouldn't be too bad a, a gimmick to do. I got a bunch of our stuff, so yeah, show people our stuff and and um, whatnot. If y'all get interested in that, in our old school stuff that we used to do, uh, both backyard and professionally, um, because there were some random things that we did that were pretty funny and pretty good. Yes, but you know we'll be doing things on here like uh, we won't necessarily be reviewing pay per views so much like old pay per views. 
like giving you reasons why you probably should check it out and the reasons you should just stay away from it. It's just not good. Um, I'll be honest. I'm hoping for a lot more good. You should check this out uh, kind of things than not. Yeah. But there's going to be a window there that it's going to get rough. It's going to, it's just going to get rough. WWF in the early nineties was bad. Let's just be honest. Yeah. There's not a lot of good in that. Yeah. That, that, as they had the whole steroid scandal and right, and I love the guys who were in that time. You know, yeah, the, the Bret Hart's, the Shawn Michaels, um, those those younger guys that got their shots and stuff during that time. Like that's almost peak time when I started watching as a new fan. Yeah, but then you get into T.L. Hopper and Duke the Dunter Grossi and oh, right like, Repo Man and the Goon, the Goon, Knuckleball uh, just... Schwartz, Knuckleball <laughs> oh, <yeah>, <laughs> Schwartz. There's just some bad guys out there. So yeah, there's just there's gonna be times there that it's gonna be it's gonna be rough to talk about. It really yeah. so yeah. that's fine. Um, now, now I do want to say this. If anything major happens with current wrestling, we'll talk about that. Oh yeah, absolutely, because I don't think you can ignore things like that. No. I think if there's obviously the passing of any kind of uh, right. wrestler that especially one of great significance to our generation or whatnot, I think we'll absolutely talk about that um if anything big is happening on any of the big shows yeah i think we we would acknowledge such a thing i mean i i think when history is being made history is being made and you should yeah you should talk about it oh and you know we'll probably review wrestlemanias and rumbles and yeah know. i think we'll do quick recap kind of yeah. reviews of the big four pay-per-views um from wwe usually it really only encompasses the big three pay-per-views i feel like survivor series is pretty right much uh all the way around as a uh, show so you know we'll talk about our stuff and we'll talk about things i've done in the business and things he's done in the business and absolutely you know. like i said durden has been in has been officially a professional wrestling manager and booker and promoter and stuff in the business a lot longer than i was ever in the business so he's got some fun road stories and stuff that he can tell as time has moved on certain uh statutes go up and things yeah, a lot of, up now now we yeah. talk about uh, things that that means i won't go to jail for some of the stories right right <laughs> that's good for you that's it is good for me it is good for me i i i think people will get a good kick out of this uh show and program um I don't know the frequency that we will be posting. We hope to get to weekly, um, but we're kind of in that infancy stage with this thing right now, figuring out what uh, kind of beast we really have here. Um, so we'll, we'll definitely try and get them posted as often as we can. Like I said, we hope to get to weekly and uh, we will have several guests on here, friends of ours who are wrestling fans, uh, people who work in the business, people who are still, uh, you know, wrestling right now independently, um, as well as uh, we have friends that were writers for various uh, wrestling websites and publications that we will have on here, giving their insight and their, you know, remembering of that kind of, I don't, I don't know if you can call it a golden age of wrestling because I mean, the golden age is really what, like the forties and fifties. Fifties. Uh, well, this is the second golden age with Hulkamania. And then, you know, people say the attitude Era was the third, but that's debatable. It is debatable. That's one of the things we would talk about. I would tell you a topic off the bat, bat is that the attitude era was both uh, the best and worst thing to happen to wrestling. Um, 
and I think it, it's a fun debate to have uh, about it because it is one I think that we look back at. We remember with rose tinted glasses, but if you really go back and watch a lot of the stuff that's going on down there, it just it, it's well, you know, we were teenagers when the atmosphere was happening, so right, you know, we, we just thought it was cool because we were kids, and now you know we're you know forty, right, and we're like, oh wait, maybe it wasn't so great, or maybe it was, right. And I think those will be the fun things to talk about. Right. So uh, in the meantime, you know, uh, I'll leave you with uh, an early uh, pay-per-view look that I did uh, yesterday. And that was basically playing Russian roulette with the WWE Network and came up with In Your House 2, the second ever In Your House from, uh, I believe it was in July of 19... 95 I believe. now for those of you that don't remember in your houses they were the cheap pay-per-view that you could buy they were like 20 bucks mm-hmm. all the other pay-per-views were like 30 they were usually only two hour shows yeah um and that was a, a unique thing when i was watching this yeah. one is vince uh it was vince and uh lawler calling it and vince like saying like actively and i don't know if he was hint hinting to the producer to kevin dunn backstage or whom through his mic, you know, that uh, we need to, these matches need to wrap up faster because they're trying, <laughs> he's clearly trying to make a pay-per-view window. Um, and he even specifically said the time 8.58. <laughs> so 8.58 Eastern time. I found that very fascinating to listen to because then I went, wow, this pay-per-view started at seven. That's an interesting pass on that. I didn't you know, remember that. Uh kind of thought eight o'clock was always the standard time that they would start them um it is for lack of a better word uh not good uh it's a rough show if there's if there's a nice gym in there for you to check out check it out yeah uh in this match that nice gym would probably be uh sean michaels and jeff jarrett for the intercontinental championship uh, yes it's, it's a decent match it's it's uh not great considering the competitors uh but that's mostly due to like psychology issues in the match um they do a good run of of uh you know the heel basically doing what he's supposed to do healing and the do we need to explain wrestling psychology what that is to the fans or i hope do you think they know what it is i hope not if you're a wrestling you're watching this i hope that you know what wrestling psychology is I guess if we have to, let's just real quickly. Um, so wrestling psychology is basically why you do what you do in the ring. That's what you're, that's the easiest, yeah, quickest. That's the simple form. Yeah. Understand it. Yeah. Yeah. Why are you doing what you are doing? Um, if you're a good guy, why are you doing the move set that you're doing? If you're a bad guy, why are you doing the move set that you're doing? What is your motivation while you're in there? That's the easy way to put it. Um, and psych, ring psychology can take if you have two okay athletic wrestlers in there if somebody tells them the right way to psychologically work a match it can turn it into a freaking five-star match like it it can play that bigger role in how that match is executed that's why it's really quite important wrestling's not just you know high flying moves and and quick back and forths of uh you know an exchange of moves and stuff like that it's no 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 no. there's much more to wrestling than chain wrestling and high spots um and 
psychology. AEW. <laughs> and psychology is a big reason for that. So, yeah, this match, it just it had some parts that just didn't help. It, 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 it didn't make any sense. At one point, Jared, who is the Intercontinental Champion, uh, decided he was just going to walk and leave. And, you know, as a heel champion, that's a great idea. Why not? I retain my title and I can. So what if I lose? It doesn't mean anything. I can move on. As long as I still have the championship, it doesn't matter. Um, and Shawn Michaels, as a babyface, you think would go out there and grab him and throw him back in the ring because he wants to win this championship. Well, he doesn't. Instead, he encourages the ref to keep counting. And, uh, and then Jarrett, uh, for whatever reason, I guess his pride decides yes. he didn't want to lose that way and yeah. then walks back to the ring and dips his shoulder in to break the count and then walks around. And I'm like, why are we, this is the worst. Like well, this doesn't make any sense as a heel. It makes no sense as a heel. You shouldn't have pride. I mean, right. that's number one. Yeah. <laughs> Pride's out the window. You do what you gotta do to win. Um, yeah, that makes no sense at all. Because like I manage you, if you did that, I'd be like, let's go. Let's walk. Keep going. Let's just get out of here. Why not? Uh, easy know? night. You don't get beat up. We keep the belt. <laughs> We're going to the hotel. Perfect. It's a great, yeah. great move. It's an We're going to dinner. Easy, easy, easy way to do that. Mm -hmm. So I just, I don't understand. I didn't understand the psychology behind that. If it was reversed, I would understand the psychology. Mm -hmm. uh, if like the, the challenger, if, if the challenger was a heel and the champion was the baby face, you know, and he just decided he wasn't going to, it wasn't going to work tonight or he needed a breather. He could get out of the ring, walk around it, dip into, to break the count and stuff like that. Fine. That makes sense. That makes sense of you taking your time, take your 10 seconds, go out there, catch a breath, reevaluate what you got to do. Um, but if you're the heel champion and you're just walking out and then decide, no, wait, I got to get back in there. That doesn't make any sense. No. So, but overall, it's a really good match. You know, it's, it's two guys, you know, really kind of in their prime doing what they do. Uh, I, I would, and I would recommend to watch that match. The rest of the show, don't worry about it. It's okay. Your curtain jerk is the roadie versus the one, two, three kid. That, man, that may have been a good match. Was it? It could have been okay. And what was it? 92? 95. 95. It could have been okay. It's, it, you're right. It could have been okay. It, it sounds like it'd be okay. Really? I haven't watched the show in forever. I don't. Yeah. It's, it's not good. Oh, really it's it just really isn't good oh that's bad it, it, it just that makes me sad yeah it, it's you're talking to hall of fame guys in there working um but it just it it lacked any kind of uh i don't know like uh uh what's the right word for this it it like it, it lacked any kind of passion like yeah. just, why are we doing this kind of thing i just i don't know what, Didn't the roadie pin him and then go start like setting up the microphones and guitars yeah. and stuff? Yeah. This is the yeah. viewer Jeff Jarrett, quote unquote, sings. So. Oh, spend my nights working hard <laughs> on the go. Yeah. Yeah. That, it's that night. That's what this is in Nashville. Yep. Um, after that, let me see. Let me look over here at my list. After that, it's, it's men on a mission versus Razor Ramon and Savio Vega. I'm sorry, Razor. Yeah, you, you deserve better. 
He's the one that actually ends up taking the fall too. Oh, that's even worse. You deserve better, Scott. Right? <laughs> no shocker that what maybe weeks later he leaves. Yeah. He leaves. Yes. He's gone not too long after this. Yes. Uh, then you had Bam Bam uh, against Henry Godwin. If you're thinking uh, that, you know, Bam Bam is the heel and Godwin's the face, you're wrong. You're absolutely wrong. That seems <laughs> right. I'm like, wait, like Godwin was coming out his music. I thought I've always thought he was a face until the Godwin's as a group. As yeah. a team turned heel. Yeah. I Wait, were they were they setting up Bam Bam to wrestle Taylor? Is that what they were doing? I don't know who they were setting him up to to, to work. Um this was Bam Bam coming out of the million dollar corporation. Okay. Um like he turned face or whatever coming out of it. It's it's not a good match, as anyone would probably think watching it. Um it's really not that great. But uh yeah, I was so thrown off. Like Godwin was coming out and I thought it would be that, you know, that that uh Hillbilly Jim music that they used. And it wasn't. It was just pigs screaming. That was it. Pigs screaming. That's what his theme was. It was just pigs screaming. And I was like, man, this is that time where Vince just trolled the audience like crazy. Like you and had those kinds of themes for the heels that like remember isaac yankin was just a dentist drill going oh yeah 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 like what are you oh it was ridiculous um and then you had michaels and Jarrett, which you know like i said is good then you had hart owen hart and yoko versus luger and bulldog which on paper okay these are all prominent names doing their thing and whatnot and it was just boring. Yeah. And I just, I remember watching it going, why didn't they just think that Luger, why did they think that Luger was it? I know the whole body gimmick of it, of him being an Adonis, but that, that was it. He had that's no it? other provable, marketable thing that everyone has said, like everyone who is anyone inside this business. I think even Lex himself has acknowledged that. Yeah. Uh, well, and I mean, Hogan was a little bit better, but not much. Like no. he was a body, but like he couldn't, like he had very, very few five-star classic matches. Right. Like, it's not like he's doing catch wrestling and, and Olympic style wrestling. Right. You know? Right. No. Yeah. Yeah. So who knows you know honestly it's it's and then the main event is diesel versus sid in the lumberjack match for the title oh you can hear in my voice just exactly how thrilling that match actually was oh sid dark matches though that aren't on the pay-per-view that you can watch on network but are listed in like the wikipedia list of the dark matches and i'm like why are these dark matches first one is easy why it's a dark match it's skip versus aldo montoya that's easy enough. That's next- probably a good match, though. It probably wasn't bad. Yeah, uh, yeah. And it went four minutes, which is probably as long as it needed to go at that time. So that's not too shabby. Here are the other two. Figure these ones out. Bret Hart versus Jean-Pierre Lafitte. 
the Jackson, dark match in a dark match, which I think would be actually a good match. Yeah. Um, and the undertaker versus comma in a casket match. That should have been on the show. How is that not on the show? It should have been on the show. How is that not on the show? You it, can replace it makes razor. No- you can replace the men on the mission and razor and Savio match with the casket match. Right. Like what? <laughs> Not on the show. Shit. It's a casket match. It's a gimmick match. Shit. What is that doing on a dark show? Hell, you can replace the opening match with that, the head streaker match. I mean, I guess maybe they tape these dark ones to, to air it on a another show. Something else. Because I feel like I've seen Taker and Kama in a casket match. I feel like I've seen that match. Maybe. But I don't know when. And at this point, they would have been doing Raw. So it wouldn't have been on Raw. Um, they weren't doing nearly as many pre-taped kind of shows at that time, you know. So I just I don't know. I feel like I've seen that actual match, and maybe they actually did that match at a later pay-per-view or something. Um, but it just was so random, it's so bizarre. Uh yeah, overall, in your house too, you can definitely not have to watch it. Uh the 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 only the only reason to watch it is Michaels and Jarrett uh the several reasons not to watch it are all of the other matches and the fact that they put a casket match on it as a dark match on this pay-per-view oh that's rough just makes no sense why would you do that i don't know it makes no sense it's so bad so that was the first one that i gladly sacrificed my time for you the people to check out once again i i say these things of like these matches are rough and stuff like that I really, there's no hate meant towards any of the workers that are just doing no. their jobs. Trust me, I've had plenty of bad oh. matches. In fact, probably most of my matches are not good, um, especially early on, uh, considering what talents you, you end up working with and my own problems and stuff. Uh, but, man, when you're at the top, though, you're at the top of the top. Mm, sometimes it's not your fault. Sometimes it's backstage's fault. You just don't know. A lot of your matches were my fault. Let's, I'll be honest. A lot of your stuff was my fault. There's just some stuff. That just, it is what it is. It's in the past. Can't do anything about it. I find the best way to, to deal with it is to laugh at it. And that's what I do. Even at my own stuff. Trust me. I, I don't watch my stuff. I can't. I'm, I'm one of those people that can't watch themselves. Right. So. I've, I've seen maybe five of my matches ever in my life. And I've done thousands. Yeah. I've been involved in thousands of wrestling shows. And I've seen maybe five that I've been involved with. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, I don't do, I don't watch my own shit. So, there you go, folks. It's just a kind of like I said, it's kind of like a little preview episode of what's to come with uh, Wrestling Showgram. We're gonna have some friends on here, and we'll have some, uh, we'll have some, you do some fun kind of, you know, countdowns, some top five lists and stuff. And it's really gonna be heavily focused, like I said, on that kind of jewel of an era, seven seventies, eighties, nineties. And a little bit of early two thousands and stuff, just just kind of like okay, what is that? Is that considered ruthless aggression now? The post merger era. Oh, after after the attitude era. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like kind of what it is. Ruthless That's, aggression is like two thousand two or two thousand three, somewhere in that area. So it's just right after. Yeah. So attitude yeah. era pretty much died at the end of the uh, the Monday Night War. Yeah. That, and there was a couple of years where there really wasn't anything, and then it went to ruthless aggression. That's when John Cena popped up. Yeah, it's kind of in that realm. Ooh. Yeah. It's kind of in that realm, guys. It's just it's it's really that that kind of thing. Um, and it's just kind of looking back and, and and enjoying what we used to, you know, we all used to love and having those memories of these kinds of matches and stuff. 
and then also kind of coming back down to reality of like you know oh it's such a big fan of hogan and warrior was an amazing match go back and watch it now guys go back it's it's not it really is but it does earn some of its clout from the the deal that it was at the time absolutely well, yeah. you know hogan i think hogan the worst the worst part about that match is it went too long it was like 25 minutes yeah definitely. if it had gone 12 or 15 it would have probably been fine yeah 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 definitely so like i say guys this is just kind of a, a pilot episode kind of test the waters on this and whatnot so uh we'll have the official uh, launch of it coming up here soon so we look forward to that and we'll uh, talk at you guys later on see ya